Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. My guest today is Ty Abernethy, the co-founder and CEO of Grayscale, a developer of high-volume recruiting solutions for industries like retail, delivery, e-commerce, and healthcare. Since the pandemic began, he's seen some interesting shifts in the way both candidates and employers approach hiring and getting hired. We're going to talk about that and other things going on in his swath of the labor market on this edition of People Tech. Ty, it's nice to see you. Welcome. First, could you tell me about Grayscale? What makes you different? Yeah, Grayscale is a... um a high-volume hiring platform uh, for uh, for enterprise organizations. Uh, we uh, we focus on making the hiring process frictionless for for volume recruiting. Um, so our approach is uh, it's an SMS first approach. We make it really easy to engage candidates via text message um, and to automate a lot of the touch points throughout the hiring process, um, just to help uh, help those recruiters dealing in high volume to really uh, create a frictionless process an improved candidate experience, and uh, really cut down on time to fill. Um, so I think our, our differentiators are kind of how uh, quickly we can uh, sort of be implemented by a team. Um, it's just kind of a flip the switch, and we activate a lot of these capabilities inside of your ATS. Yeah, and just uh, being able to kind of create a really consistent, uh, standardized candidate experience uh, to really kind of help improve the overall experience for, uh, for candidates. Now, you were one of the founders of um, Convey IQ back in 2002. And um, so here we are now, 10 years later. Uh, well, more than 10 years later, I'm sorry. Um, so here we are now, and you're running a startup years later. And I'm curious, how has the environment for startups changed since your first go around? Yeah, and I, I I may have misheard you, but it was uh, 2012 is when we started that business. Oh, um, 2012. I, I, so uh, so yeah, it's been right about a decade. So I'm um, just as far as uh, timeline, as far as how things uh, have changed. Um, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I feel like uh, a decade ago, starting Convey IQ, um, we uh, it was it was as if everything was it was an uphill battle. It was you know no one trusted at the time. It was like oh, you're a startup. Like no one wanted to work with startups, even like, even like smaller businesses. It was kind of this like thing where it's like, oh, you're not tested. You're not like a legit business. Um, I remember just having a lot of like credibility issues early on. And then, uh, yeah, it just kind of, we were uh, in the video interviewing space back in 2012, 2013, and just sort of the, the, the battles we had there of sort of convincing people that, that video was, uh, was, a, was a legitimate channel in, uh, in recruiting and should be taken seriously. Um, we, we kind of got a lot of, a lot of people that looked at us like we had, you know, three heads um, and were crazy uh, back then. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, starting a business, um, we started Grayscale you know, about four years ago, and uh, it was sort of a, a similar shift. Where you know, the, the first shift was going from video being sort of a, an off-limits channel and and sort of the world of recruiting to then it sort of becoming a, a prominent channel. Um, you know, four years ago was kind of the, you know, sort of ushering in SMS is sort of a channel that was at one point off limits that, that uh, now is uh, uh, very commonplace, particularly for, for volume hiring. Um, and so um, it's kind of some interesting similarities, but, but differences as well. I think now uh, the world in general is much more open and receptive to working with the earlier stage startups, especially kind of early on. 
Um, and, uh, yeah, but it's been, it's been an interesting, uh, decade or so being in the kind of, uh, recruiting technology space. Yeah. Just thinking with, with all that's going on today, I'll bet it has, um, <laughs> you know, it, it feels like, um, the high volume hiring space, which you're focused on, um, it's getting a lot more attention from both product developers, uh, from investors. What do you think is driving all the interest? You know, I, I think d- demand for one, right? I think that um, it is harder than ever to be able to uh, to effectively staff up your organization, particularly your, your high volume areas of the business. You know, the the um, uh, the challenges in finding talents, getting them through your process fast enough and in a very efficient way is is real and. You know, candidates will bounce. You know, the first little bit of friction they encounter in your process, right? Uh, and so, I think it's more important now than ever before to really focus on things like ex- like candidate experience, right? And um, and really tightening up your uh, time to fail as much as you possibly can, and just taking any sort of creative tactic you can to have an edge in this market. So, I think that's one. And then two, I think just. You know, COVID has ushered in this, um, uh, you know, is is this uh, technology adoption? It's a really accelerated technology adoption. Um, I would say, like, I think you know, we were we were on this track pre-COVID that like companies were leaning more into leveraging technology to automating more of their process. Like th- those were trends that were happening pre-COVID, but they were happening at a at a, at a relatively slow pace. Um, what COVID did was really accelerate that to where suddenly um, talent acquisition teams couldn't afford to just throw more bodies at the problem, right? Like they had to, there was kind of a mandate from the top down is like, we, like, we, we don't have more budget, but we have to be more, like, more efficient, more effective with the folks we do have. And um, uh, more and more TA teams started really leaning into uh, technology to, to help um, really um, uh, transform what was possible with the team they had. And so we've seen that really accelerate things um, over the last you know, year and a half, two years. Um, so I think the combination of those, those two things have been pretty, pretty instrumental for driving up demand in, in this area. So, I mean, do you think COVID has changed talent acquisition fundamentally? I mean, are some of the changes we've seen over the past couple of years because of COVID going to stay with us even once the pandemic's gone? You know, I, I don't think it's fundamentally changed talent acquisition. I do think it's accelerated the trends that were already taking place. I think it was just a, it just was rocket fuel for, for many of the trends that were already happening, right? I mean, back to you know, video is a channel in recruiting, right? Like by 2019, early 2020, like people were very commonly using, vi- you know, doing video interviews in their process, right? Like that, that was sort of a thing. What happened post COVID was it just became the way you do things, right? And so I think, you know, these shifts have all been happening. They're just being accelerated. And I think the pendulum will kind of swing back a little bit as far as we'll, we'll find this same with like work environments. We've gone from like fully remote uh, we were we were fully in person to not, to then fully remote, and now we're kind of coming into the pendulum swinging back to this sort of blended. We're in the office some, out of the you know remote some is going to probably be where many companies land. And I think the same is going to be true for you know talent acquisition. Um, you know we've we the, the the adoption of technology to to, to uh, do everything remote has kind of gone to one extreme. It's going to kind of find a happy medium, I think. 
But again, I think the the underlying trends are are not going away as far as like TA teams are now thinking like, how do we work smarter with technology to solve our problems? Whereas I don't think that was not the pervading, like that was not the um, uh, predominant mindset um, pre-COVID, especially with more established enterprise organizations. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. How about for candidates, especially in the high volume world? Uh, you know, ha- have their expectations changed? And this great, the great resignation, the, the, the tight talent pool, you know, isn't going to last forever. So have they changed? Have the candidates changed in fundamental ways? You know, again, I would say not in fundamental ways, but in, um, in market appropriate ways, right? Like the, uh, you know, you, 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 the market oscillates back and forth between a candidate driven market and employer driven market, right? We're certainly in a candidate driven market right now. And so you're, you're kind of seeing some pretty wonky things happen. I think, you know, inflation's also making things a little bit more wacky right now as well, as far as just these lumpy pay rates and, you know, it, it, it kind of being all over the place at the moment. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think candidates know they're in a, in a candidate driven market and they're in high demand. And so they're taking advantage of that. Right. In many cases. Uh, and, and that's just sort of the nature of the, the market we're in and the pendulum will swing back the other way. It's a more of an employer driven market. And so I don't think these trends are like here to stay, but I do think, um, I didn't think what the good that it's causing is, you know, I think for the last you know decade, we've all been really keen to give lip service to candidate experience, you know, but really when the rubber meets the road, really not a whole lot's been done. It's kind of been this fluffy knife to ha- nice to have. I think now we're kind of really seeing the impact of candidate experience. I don't think that's going to go away. I think companies investing in, um, you know, their employer brand and overall candidate experience is uh, just the edge they're seeing. The ones that are doing it right, it's it's a it's a it's a um, a no brainer that they're going to double down on that. And so I think that is going to be something that will stay regardless of how you know the 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 market shifts um, in years ahead. Want to shift gears a little bit and, and, and ask you about gray, um, grayscale. Um, what are you worrying about right now, either in the market or the technology or the business? You know, what are the kind of things that keep you up at night about all that, and what are you doing about it? Yeah, um, well, I think for one is is just. Um, you know, in, in growing a business and, you know, Grayscale, like I mentioned before, we're about four years into this journey. So um, we're um, kind of coming out of a, a season where we're, you know, have, have been, you know, a small team early stage. And now, you know, the team has been been growing exponentially. And um, we work with a lot of, uh, you know, fortune companies and uh, are really, um, uh, yeah, things have evolved quite a bit in the last four years. And I think we're kind of looking at, you know, our growth trajectory and uh, the market is, is really pulling us in a direction and we want to keep up with that while, while really preserving our culture, um, while really preserving the, you know, I think the, uh, um, the, the core values that kind of we, we hold um, really dear uh, here at Grayscale. And so it's that sort of like growth and, and, and how do we move fast to sort of help 
um, meet the market need um, as we're getting pulled uh, in a certain direction, but also like, you know, being really intentional and thoughtful about how do we maintain a, a culture that is going to really sort of align with our values over time and, um, uh, and one that is going to deliver the best outcomes for our customers. Um, and so, you know, again, it, it, we don't believe in growth at all costs. Um, and so trying to find that balance, I think like riding that edge is, is I, I think just something that um, I've been giving a lot of thought to lately. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that's helpful. It's, it's what's top of mind for me at the moment. Okay. Now, if, if you look at the labor market in say three to five years, um, specifically the, the labor market for hourly employees and such, do you see the dynamics changing um, you know, you touched on this a little bit a few minutes ago, talking about how candidate expectations had changed and employers were going to you know, strive to meet them. Um, but what else do you think is going on with, with employees? How is their behavior changing um, in a way that you have to think about? Um, or are they going to pretty much stay the same as they are now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, I mean, I think the, um, you know, I think expectations, uh, you can, I can probably answer that coming from a few different directions. I think one, just looking at like things like um, compensation, right, is, is one kind of interesting thing that I think is like, you know, the, the, the organizations of all size are kind of wrestling with right now, like trying to uh, trying to pay competitive salaries while understanding that now competitive salaries might be 20, 30, 40, 50% higher than what they're paying someone else in that role currently today. And just the impact, the implications of that. Um, and sort of, you know, whether it be, you know, you know, grayscale hiring an account executive or um, Dick Sporting Goods hiring an hourly worker uh, at one of their stores, like the still underlying, you know, problems are, are real. Um, and I think those expectations that candidates bring with them, I think sometimes uh, it's really hard to kind of have your finger on the pulse of like what's market right now, you know, because market is so in, in, in flux at the moment. And so I think employers are really struggling with that. Um, I know we are personally. Um, I don't know if that answers your question directly, but uh, just something that's, uh, that's certainly top of mind for us. Okay. Well, Ty, thank you. Um, it's been great talking to you and I appreciate your being here today. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Enjoy chat chatting with you, Mark. And uh, thanks again. My guest today has been Ty Abernethy, co-founder and CEO of Grayscale. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcasts.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.hcmtechnologyreport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. 
I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert Warren Buffett once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel.